At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Is that also Diet Dr. Pepper James? No, I wish. It's uh, Dirty Old Diet Dr. Or Diet Dr. Coke. Who's he? Uh, Dr. Pepper's um, med school rival known as Dr. Mm. Coke. He I created a, a much more section. entertaining recreational device. Product. Substance. I loved that section <laughs> of the Anthropocene Reviewed about Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Like, I liked it in the podcast, but I, I don't remember going into as much detail. In the book, I felt like it was more fleshed out, and I, I, still, I really like it. Still have it's, to get fun that you, it's fun that you guys, you know, want to talk about things that you know I have no idea what you're talking about. We the Anthropocene Review. You absolutely know what that's about. It's John yeah, Green's we've, podcast. We've had John Green on three episodes now. Right, yeah. right, but that doesn't mean I... <laughs> Listen to his podcast or have read his book. Correct. You and everybody else listening, because I've just decided we've started this episode. Oh, uh, yeah, we should. Should listen to all those episodes of the Anthropocene Reviewed. Stop listening to ours. We're not going to talk about anything good. Stop listening. Go listen to John's. Get his book. Get it on Amazon. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be honest with you. There's many other things I would rather listen to and read. James, I'm glad we spent five minutes fixing your microphone so you can make chewing sounds for me. Thank you. I'm very hungry. I didn't get Panera today. So I so went I'm and had uh, oh, until yeah. I can eat. Yeah, I had my uh, I had my blood drawn today for my annual physical, and it was just like a normal like you know they're just checking everything. But it just uh, come out as gin. <laughs> well, so first of all, I go there and I, you know that wasn't a no. <laughs> that was not the response I was expecting. <laughs> it did not come out as gin. I haven't drank since Nashville. Um. Okay. So I go there and they're doing the, they're, they're asking all the questions like, have you been fasting? And it's like, I mean, I know I wasn't supposed to eat today, but it's like 830 in the morning. So calling it fasting feels like a little bit of a dramatic, you know, I but, think but that's what I, they meant was just yeah, like the, them telling you to yeah, not eat have for I 12 not hours had, or whatever. Have I not had anything but water for eight hours right. or whatever? So yeah, you're like, like yeah. no, I haven't yeah. had breakfast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I skipped breakfast and I'm going to have my coffee after this. Correct. I have yeah. not <laughs> broken the fast that you do <laughs> yeah. every night while you're sleeping. Yeah. That's break. Not- yeah. Anyway. I'm not Gandhi, you know, protesting right. against British rule here. I just had a late, I'm having a late breakfast today. Let it be noted, you do not approve of British rule, but still. I mean, 
That seems to be a really weird thing to start like an internal argument about at 830 in the morning. Yeah, but we've covered in detail that I'm a weird guy. So, but like just mark no or yes. Well, it was like the, it was the the question back and forth, and it's not like I argued with the nurse about it. I was just like, "That's silly. That's a silly way to talk about this." She was probably like, "I don't want to be here right now and deal yeah. with your bullshit." <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say anything just, to her. Yes <laughs> or no? Tim. I don't need this, yeah. Mr. Durham. Exactly. Just stop it. The external conversation the was, dumbass. You, the external que- uh, conversation was, "Have you fasted?" Yep. Okay. Do you have your insurance card? Yep. It, like I didn't let any of that crazy out of my head. I just okay, figured, that's good. Well, now there's a that's microphone. Better. Okay. So anyway, I go back and they they like she sticks my arm, misses the vein. Sticks my other arm, misses. Did the you vein. have a comment she, uh, for that as well? No, not to her. I was just like, let's see, you know, it's whatever. And so she's like, how about you go and do the urine sample, and I'll get the other nurse. Because so I, I can't do this. <laughs> so I go and pee in a cup. And then the other nurse comes and she goes, I don't know what she was talking about. Your veins are really easy. It's right here. This I've never seen. Like, this is so simple. I don't know what she must not know what she's doing and just talking about this nurse. But it's like a quest diagnostic. We're not in a separate room. Like, it's an open concept thing. At most, the walls are like six feet tall with like the three to four feet of gap. So this mm-hmm. other nurse can definitely hear her colleague just talking about her, about how I easy have, it is to draw veins. I have blood found that lobotomists are incredibly competitive and love to like lobotomists is that what they're called give lobotomies yeah isn't a lobotomy where you take out like part of the brain sure is no isn't a lobotomist a blood dropper just nurse say nurse (laughs) yeah i've never heard i've never heard the term lobotomist yeah uh uh, well, like, yeah, lobot- lobotomist. Huh. Nope. I wonder, I wonder if she's like, Miss Lobotomist was my mother. You can call me Gail. Yeah. Flo- lobotomist. P-H-L-E-B-O-T-O-M. Did you say phlebotomist? What the f*** ever? Like, the same thing. Phlebotomist, no. lobotomist. No, it no, isn't. No. <laughs> you and removing a section of the brain of are all, very different. You two dip. Weren't like, oh, you mean phlebotomist? You were like, oh my god, is that what it's called? If you knew no. what it was called, well, you would have been like, oh, you just pronounced it wrong. Is, right. and we both like... knew that was not the right word for that. Okay. I did not know phlebotomist was a word, and whoever created that word should be shot for making it so close to lobotomist, which is a very different thing. It's a very <laughs> Alex. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at whoever came up with the term phlebotomist because it's a stupid sounding word. No, eh? I. I I was I always mean, told it was a lobotomist, so I was well, informed maybe you wrong. Had but to at go least to I was doctor's appointments. <laughs> no, maybe or maybe I heard it wrong, right? Because it it is so similar. Regardless, right, and, and phlebotomist is a, is a ridiculous name. Regardless, mm-hmm. I have found that pretty much all the phlebotomists that I've dealt with in my life <laughs> are very competitive and seem to like have this internal like win and loss count about how many times they can get a vein and like how good they are at getting veins if Sasha across the hall can't get a vein. It's just it's a very interesting really. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what what got me about it is I donate platelets and plasma all the time. I get I get stuck a lot. I have pretty good veins. That I'm not, I don't usually have problems finding them, but 
So well, I'm kind of with uh, I'm I'm with my second phlebotomist. You know what? The yeah. first phlebotomist it wasn't great. Alex, we already covered on this podcast his recent experience with a vein that could not be gotten. So it's it happens. It's just a thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. But depending on I how mean, the blood test goes, maybe I'll need a lobotomist next week. I was I, I'd be less surprised <laughs> if they never mind. Anyways, so <laughs> um good Tim. So that's, that's so uh, been yeah, your, so your is, two uh, it, Memorial Day. That's good. What else did you what what Labor did you do day. that was fun on yeah. Sorry, Flavor Day? Flavor Day. <laughs> Flavor Day. Same Can't thing. Wait for Flamorial Day next year. It's going to be real exciting. <laughs> James, we're never going to let him live this down. Ever. Right? Well, it's not yeah. him. Like I, this is we're not not letting the world live down the word phlebotomy. It's just insanity. I'll just um, not come on the podcast again. Did Find you uh, did you steal uh, did you steal some more pictures from NASA? Based yeah. on what he cool. sent us, I feel like he did. Yeah, because there's yeah. no way that he took those pictures. So Tim sent us some photographs of Jupiter and Saturn, and I got to be honest, they were pretty good. They very were pretty good, good photographs. Uh, so, they're very good photographs. So Doug Allison uh, works with JPL. He listens to this podcast a ton. We actually I've been I trying did. to have him on, and then I, I what's JPL up on scheduling because I'm not good at this. I'm not Jack good at portion laboratory. So he does the photos kind of like for. APL. <laughs> sure yeah he does the doug you you won't argue with that right uh he does the photos for the mars rover and uh you know he reached out i've been talking with him because i was trying to get him to come on i think he he will eventually come on this podcast but he's been helping me out in terms of what i need to do to like get good pictures through the telescope which if there's if there's a guy to help on this it's him, right? Doug knows what's up. <laughs> so uh, I'm not stealing images from NASA, but I'm using their guy. And uh, okay, so, so yeah, yeah you're can't... you're stealing IP basically. Yeah, you know, like the the <laughs> you're stealing the 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 tricks of the trade from NASA to do this. I get it. No, but it was cool. So he told me what mount I needed to get to run my like Canon 7D through the telescope, and then there's this app where. It basically takes high res video, so it shoots you know thirty images in in one second, which is what video usually is, but higher resolution for you know a thousand photos right in thirty three seconds, and then you run that through another program that he told me about where it compiles them and gets the best part from you know the hundreds Each, yeah. of frames that it goes through, and yeah, they turned out really cool. They turned out great, and I. They turned out so good that I took it upon myself to Google the distance uh, from Earth to Jupiter. Um, guys, it's a long way. It's, you know, those those pictures that he sent us, Alex, were shot at an object that is 414 million miles from Earth. And somehow Tim managed to get a good photo of them. In like... In LA, right? Like not right. Prime one of the most beauty. one of the most light polluted places on the planet. <laughs> I was just on my patio. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Um, and here's the funny thing: you saw the picture. Hazel technically took some of those pictures. Like Hazel's go. the one because you control oh. it through my laptop. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So Alex, when remember we were trying to figure out what that planet was. That was Jupiter. I, I couldn't, it was bothering me. So I actually looked it up when we got home and it was Jupiter that we were seeing. So like we cool. can see it with our bear. I don't know why Tim had to stress so much about getting a telescope and a yeah, camera. Yeah, if, if I just got the 4X zoom out on my phone, I feel like I could have got the same picture. I mean, look at that. 
look at the picture I just sent you. You can see the moons going around it. Hey, hold on, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. I got to see this. Um, they're like yeah, three no, that's, stars with moons. It's pretty neat. Those are moons. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Jupiter's got a lot of moons. Well, anyway, there Space was a neat. race or something this weekend. There was a couple, not man. There guys. was no, not us. Um, there was. The Formula One race at Zandvoort, which I was really excited for. It was supposed to happen last year, and then obvious reasons did not. But I was really excited when they announced F1 was going back to Zandvoort because I'd raced there in A1GP. And those guys were nuts for an A1GP race. Like, I could not imagine what that place was going to be like with not only a Dutch driver in the field for an F1 race, but like a guy with a very good shot at winning the race, which he subsequently did from pole um it was awesome like that it just looked like they were blasting like edm music over the pa system at eight o'clock in the morning like that was the vibe of the basically the entire racetrack was the snake pit at indy love it yeah so we're just connor there yeah like connor wishes he was there um, <laughs> um yeah i mean it was uh not only that i mean we all know what dutch people are like in terms of their level of commitment to partying but like the track high well. to quite high high to quite high is that um, one okay? Because I am half Dutch, so uh, maybe that's why. No, don't think so. Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. And I also, you don't the boring part. No, but mm -hmm. you like you don't like that type of partying. You like your that's your version true, of I a don't. party is like reading poems, drinking with three gin martinis. Well, no, or like sounds like a pleasant night. Shandy, <laughs> shandy. Wow. <laughs> um, Did you mean uh, yeah. to say sherry? The track, yeah, yes. Say Sherry. <laughs> Sorry. I think, Sherry. With my I, think he, today, I think he mixed Sherry and Brandy and came up with yeah. Shandy. Which is, which is, which itself, is not is a very right. different one. That is not <laughs> like those two enjoy. things combined. Okay. <laughs> but oh, the track, man. Alex, you were saying. I was talking about the track. The track is out of control. <laughs> I mean, it is not at all conducive to an entertaining automobile race in any way, shape, or form. And that was proved um, pretty instantly. But it uh, looks like a hell of a It looks like one of those tracks that's so much fun to drive, probably not great to race. But that said, there was still more actual like on-track action and passing and stuff than I thought there was going to be. And the fact that like turn three, you had to like rim shot the thing and open up the inside for guys to try to pa you know, make passes. And the fact that turn one so banked that the guys that defended could easily be taken on the outside by the attacking car. Like there was some stuff happening. Not for the lead, but further back. Um, I thought it was. I thought it wasn't terrible, and just like the event seemed super cool, and the home guy won, which is always cool. Um, yeah, and again, and, and, Lewis Hamilton and, is pretty amazing <laughs> because he was way closer to Max than he should have been. I think you know, James and I, you and I were talking about this, but like the, um, I thought that track with like its undulations and just the way that that the cars kind of appeared. Ford undulations. Um, what did I say? You said on you. You said it right. I was just being a dick. He's just doing the he's doing the flow thing now. <laughs> I really don't know why Tim is still on this podcast. I don't either. I it, it bothers me to an incredible extent. Most <laughs> like ten minutes talking about nothing. <laughs> like all you do is want to talk about your freaking space photos, and now you're going to want to talk about characters on frozen meals. But no. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really interesting that this was a track where you could really see the differences in the cars. Like I thought, I don't know if it's because the bankings or 
the corner radiuses were quite short or the track was so narrow in and of itself, but like you could see how much quicker the Red Bull was in change of direction and, and how much more stable in, in a lot of places the Mercedes was. And I thought that was a cool thing to, to be able to really see the uniqueness of, of each of those two cars. Um, For sure. I mean, and then I, a, I saw a bunch of people online talking about oh, how good. Alonzo could handle the bank turn and they, they were attributing that to something with Indy. Is there anything to no, that or was that all bullshit? Absolutely not. It's all bullshit. Nothing. I mean, it's like Zero. a. I kind of figured it was bullshit, but I was curious. It's it's almost like a like a satirical tweet, you know. Um, but no, he did a really good job of going up high on a banked corner on the first lap because it was the most open piece of racetrack. If the bottom had been open, he would have gone to the bottom. It was fine. Um, but he didn't figure that out himself. He was smart, and he had Tom Cornell go on his track walk with him, who I guess has raced there a significant amount of times. Yeah, he's like local legend. And literally, I am guarantee you, he's the one that told him, this is what you do here. So, yeah, he was intelligent for bringing a local guy to assist on seeing the track for the first time. But Fernando Alonso didn't do anything particularly special, including when he passed Carlos Sainz for sixth. He just drove by him. His DRS opened. There's nothing amazing about that, Fernando, or the internet. <laughs> I mean, it's not him going on there and be like, look how great I was. Oh, it actually, sure was. you know what's funny oh, is and it sure I, was. I've had this gripe about some F1 guys in particular for a long time that like they love pumping their own tires, man. There are the number of audio clips from like in car radio that the F1 Twitter account or whatever posts of of drivers like mid race going to their crew, like, do you see that guys? Do you see how great that pass was you see how awesome i am like <laughs> i'm like my guys, bro what is happening right like you're still racing like what is going like or every time they pass a car it's just this huge screaming yes over the radio it's like man is it that hard to pass cars in f1 that you make I think, one I mean, on track pass yeah. and, i yeah. guess but like it's not easy on in, in any kind of racing but man it's so funny how they big themselves up to their own teams on the radio mid-session and i love oh, just, i love that, that, that they do that and yet there's a video that got posted afterwards of pierre gasly literally driving around the outside of fernando in turn one pierre was silent and right did, did, his job, <laughs> did something that was way more challenging than what fernando did if i'm quite honest with you and just carried on and drove to fourth and but could you, you could you imagine like other professions doing this? Like imagine in the I mean, middle do, of a take as an actor, right? No, like the thing like in the middle of a take as an actor and you like nail your line, you just turn to the director and you're like, yeah, did you see that one? We are still <laughs> rolling. You just ruined everything. Dick, I just blew that line out of the water. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really upsetting. Oh, it's and so especially, funny. Especially like I, I get it. You know, some of some of them, this isn't the case. Um, For sure, there's some, you know, some big balls moves, and they pull it off, and like you're excited about it, fine. But like the ones where you literally are in a DRS zone and are going right. 23 miles an hour faster than them, and you've cleared them before you even consider hitting the brakes, and you get on, and you're like, "Did you see that? That was awesome!" Woo! It's like, okay, good. Yeah, I saw that. You had a 20 kilometer an hour closing rate advantage and you didn't and you hit him didn't, and you Good. didn't blow the brake zone. Good job. Right. It's yeah, it's, it's Bravo. funny, man. Cause like, you, you bring up soccer or whatever. 
you bring up soccer or like any other sport, but like they all do their things when there's a stoppage in play, right? So like you score a goal and the game is temporarily paused. So you can take a second to have a bit of a moment. We're like, they'll pass a car and still be during green flag running and still talking about it. Like I like when the crew comes on and says, good job. Like that's cool. And that's fun as a driver to hear that. Like, you know, it kind of pumps you up a little bit, but do they get back on the radio and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys see that one? Yeah. I'm pretty great. Aren't I? It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> it's just the worst. Yeah. The league Leave it Jamie to Thomas Europeans. From Ted yeah. yeah. So on the F1 front, we learned this weekend, not that anyone didn't already know that Valtteri is going to alpha and that George Russell is going to Mercedes. And I'm very curious to see how this works out. Well, I kind of thought a it was big, there's a year. big pissing contest between, well, which seems to be the theme this year between Mercedes and Red Bull for who gets the, um, the Williams seat. So obviously right. Mercedes wants that to be DeVries. Red Bull wants it to be Albon. And they've asked, um, asked Red Bull to completely sever all ties with Albon to be able to give him that opportunity, which is a, that's a tough thing, right? Like Red Bull's whole model is find drivers young, invest in their careers, and then have a chunk of that career for the rest of their days. Right. So asking them to essentially cut him off from their program, it kind of, in a sense, eliminates all the investment they made in him as a junior and senior driver. Um you know, to the benefit of a Mercedes power plant, but then like you also don't want to be the jerk that stops the kid from getting a seat in F1 because you held him back and held him to his contract. It's it's a kind of a tough, not that Red Bull's ever been known for like having emotions or feelings. Yeah, I was going to so say, like, it feels like an easy decision for Red Bull. Right, right. So <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't work out well for Albon, but yeah, it, is, it has been kind of an interesting back and forth. I'm very surprised that they... I mean, obviously, Pierre has done a phenomenal job. That's a no-brainer. I'm very surprised they're keeping Yuki. And I guess, and, and that, I don't even, I don't even want to say that that's because of a Japanese connection with Honda, kind of removing themselves from the sport next year. So I don't really understand where that comes from. That's an interesting point, actually. Yuki's definitely not delivered the way that people had hoped. I mean, maybe they're just or even being they willing- thought at the beginning of the year. Like at the beginning yeah, of the year, he had some pace and it was like, oh, damn. Like he's a little yeah, wild, he just, but he's, he fast just right. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little wild. Now he's <laughs> slow. Right. Now he's not hitting stuff, but also not going quickly. Right. Delicate balance. I mean, maybe they're just willing to give him a second year. I feel like there's been more maybe. guys at, at Toro Rosso, Alpha Tauri, whatever, that have, they'll give you that second chance there. I mean, obviously the second Red Bull seat's been pretty cutthroat. And it's deliver in the first 10 races or go home. But I feel like they've been, because I feel like guys like. Yeah, but wouldn't that be a solution to their Albon problem? Is just put him back at Toro Rosso? Just plug him in. Yeah. It sure would. And speaking of. The point about Honda, I forgot that Honda was pulling out. Speaking of guys that are, you know, get put into the Red Bull program and are expected to deliver Sergio. So, like, he, he delivered. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, he in did a good sense, job. And, and, and did a good job. Real tough look, though, to after your contract extension is announced, crash on the way to the grid in Spa, <laughs> and then not make it out of Q1 in Zandvoort when your teammate's from, on from pole. From seventh on the grid when your teammate was on pole. Did they have, did they have the spa. audio on that? No, they did. No. 
Um, anyways, well, and then and well, oh, in his defense oh, yeah. oh. for Zanvor, the the team kind of miscalculated getting him his James. last lap. He needed to do a You're second right. lap, and Max didn't. So yeah, You're, the the point is that car had such an um, like that car was so good. Like yeah, they screwed up the timing. You should have enough pace to qualify fifteenth, yeah. right? Dude, like, the the car had so much pace that Max is. We didn't, qual- didn't talk about this. I found this unbelievable. Max's qualifying lap in Q three, his pole DRS. lap, DRS failed. So that's on the front straight a tenth and a half. I think that he lost. Oh, it would have been more than that probably. That was like three, three tenths, yeah. And then he lost a tenth and a half out of turn three because he went over a bump and double upshifted and essentially got a slower acceleration and lost a tenth and a half from turn three like all the way up to turn seven and still got pole. So like, yeah, that car was moving in Max's hands for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Tough luck for sure. All fun. But again, that's why I think that the fact that Hamilton finished kind of within three seconds or whatever was running within three seconds near the end there when Valtteri was 15 seconds back, you know, like, like I said, that, that Red Bull had such a pace advantage. I wonder how much he was just kind of controlling and had left in reserve because Hamilton was kind of stalking them the whole race. It's not like he just, you know, trounced them. Um, yeah. And then Valtteri being told to not go for fastest lap and then setting a track record. <laughs> Well, I guess Lewis that level beat by 1.6 seconds. Yeah. It was just funny at the time because at the time you don't know that he lifted off huge in the third sector, but the first right. two sectors were just so much faster than anyone else had done. So he knew that Hamilton was going to get it, but it was still pretty funny. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love Rag and Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University... We know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. It was pretty funny. So that was F1. NASCAR had a race, first race of the playoffs. 
Denny Hamlin one, which was a nice detractor from some other <laughs> news <laughs> on Denny this week. Uh, yeah. Did you see the finish though? Did you see the like Kyle just? I didn't watch any of it. No. No. This is my vain attempt to <laughs> steer the conversation. Past that. Yep. 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 Kyle. NASCAR happened. Kyle on the last lap was kind of within striking distance and just tried like the full, absolute full send into turn three. And like at Darlington, you're running around the top basically. And he just full sent it up top, flat out crashed his car into the wall, trying to catch, (laughs) trying to get to Denny's bumper. And I think just barely got him and like tagged him a little bit. And they were both kind of sideways coming off, but he hit the wall and drug it around three and four so hard that they crossed the line and on the cool down lap going into one, Kyle just had no car left and went straight into the wall. <laughs> he bent it so hard, trying to like smoke in the wall in three, trying to catch him. It was a full commitment move. And it was actually pretty funny to watch. Like even on the cool down lap, he wasn't going to make turn one. Uh, it's pretty good. Well, and then uh, we go to Portland. You guys got some travel coming up. Do you like Portland, Alex? You like seem to go pretty well there, even though you've never finished in the top 10. I learned from Andretti Autosports um, Instagram story quiz today. That feels like a thing to put in an Instagram wait, quiz. Wait, what did you just say? I was watching the video. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I was like, man, he's really focused on something. He must hate being here. No, no what did you say? <laughs> God, I hope it wasn't a cat video. I said... How do you like Portland? You have gone very well there in the past, though you've never finished in the top 10, as I learned from the Andretti Autosport. Okay, you're... I've, I finished you third in the there in 2019. No, 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 okay. It has never finished outside the top 10. Oh, I misread that. I misread that. Yeah, I was going to say, that would have been that a question really wrong. mean thing for Andretti Auto to say on their quiz. Like, hey, our guy's terrible, am I right? <laughs> well, lately, that would make sense. Um, <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Well, the quiz for so, me could have been something like, has James ever successfully seen the end of lap one? And the answer would be no. Mm. Um, so Portland, I'm going yeah. to try to do Notice lap two this year. Go on that with that one. That's fair. Portland is a unique little place. It's very, it's very short. Um, it's got some weird corners. And I feel like, I feel like all West Coast tracks, like there's something in the concrete or asphalt or whatever that they use. I just feel like they're all low grip. Oh, super slick, yeah. Yeah, they're just all, you just move around a lot. So like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's an okay track. It's not a great, it's not a great race track. track. There's only one one break zone. Yeah. Um, It's pretty narrow in areas. So it's okay. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Mm. I'm thrilled to go back there. You know, it was it was a bummer to to miss all the West Coast races last year when yeah. Portland came back in 2018. Like the the fan turnout was huge and the excitement Massive. was there and and they they seemed to be very knowledgeable about what's going on, which is which is great. So, um, you know, I hope obviously we're able to kind of pick up where we left off in in that sense. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's funny. It's that track in my junior career. I came either first or second in every race I did there. And then we've been in IndyCar now twice there. And first year was taken out by Veach in a big first lap crash. And second year was taken out by Veach 
via Graham Rahal, or I guess the other way around, taken up by Graham kind of via Zach in turn one. It was so funny. So after well, good news, Zach's not going to be there this year. Yeah, I was going to say that is true. That is true. Um, but yeah, so you know, there's obviously year one we had that incident and it sucked. Um, and then in 19, we were making all these jokes of the team, right? Like we just got to get through turn one. I think we qualified like seventh or something. <laughs> got a good start, but like was miles away from anybody. Like, like no one has ever gone into turn at Portland further away from cars in every direction than I did. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. We'll just get through turn one. No problem. Get on with the race, turn in, and then just get broadsided by something. And I could not for the life of me figure it out. And then went and saw the replay and like Graham tried to <laughs> break later than like, like really have made turn four based on where he braked and just went straight in the back of Zach and just launched Zach across the curbs and into <laughs> me and many other people. I'm like, that's, that's really disappointing. Cause I was pretty clear of everything before this one. And didn't you also take out your teammate or not take out, but wasn't also your teammate of the weekend Connor involved in that as well? Like, sure. Wasn't was. He caught we up were in sitting that there. Shebang. Well, no, that was, that was in eight. Connor was no, it was 19. Yeah, because it was when um, it was when Marcus was potentially filling in for an injured Kimmy, so he missed that race. And so yes, Connor right. was my teammate for the weekend. And we were both parked in the runoff at turn one, waving at each other, being like, "This is neat. This is fun. Good." <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully things go better this weekend. Yeah, like I, I'm really, I'm you know, year one trying to, to race a bunch of guys. It, well, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's true. Although we have had a couple pre-green flag start line Thanks. crashes, so <laughs> fortunately, I've been a part of every one of them. Every single one, actually, yeah. So just don't qualify near you, and at least I'll make it to turn one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it past that, but a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and to, then, uh, uh, and then, yeah, after Portland, you guys move your way down down the coast. Yeah, we should do. But we're going to talk about California that next week coming too. up. Yeah, let's okay. not let's not get ahead of ourselves there. Um, did you when we were in Portland? Did you ever go to Voodoo Donuts? Yeah, and it's it's super overrated, man. Well, like I don't need a donut with like ninety five things on it. I just need a glazed donut. Well, then don't go to Voodoo. Well, I always I thought you were more of a half a donut guy. <laughs> more of a donut whole guy, actually. Timbits They're called Timbits. Are the way to go. <laughs> I um, love that. So, yeah, no, I mean, I just, I don't need a, a lavender bacon, maple, red wine donut. <laughs> Lucky like, Charms, not, Snicker Bar, yeah, walnut like, crusted. Like, <laughs> I don't need a filet mignon stuffed donut <laughs> with a demi wine reduction glaze on top. Like, <laughs> yourself. Like, I mean, <laughs> I would give me a glaze donut with sprinkles. I'm like, <laughs> More of a maple dip guy myself. But yes, I, I love I maple donuts. Like, I see that's fine. That. I'm going to be honest here. The sprinkles feel excessive. <laughs> the glaze yeah, is fine. I mean, yeah, yeah sprinkle donuts good. Color. You got vanilla it's dip. Sprinkle too. donuts good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like the orange juice in a mimosa. It's just for color. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. So yeah, voodoo I thought was supremely overrated and unnecessary. But hey, to each their own. <laughs> and isn't so it a cash only in... business? I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing that I really did enjoy in Portland. The first year I went, we were there for a test. And one of the things Portland is known for, which is kind of surprising, I, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, is strip clubs. 
And part of their strip club business model is they're actually restaurants as well. So there was this one particular strip club that was owned by a cattle farmer slash butcher. And so, like, I have to be honest, it was in the top five of my favorite ribeyes I've ever had <laughs> was at this strip club. And so I was like, going to say, we haven't had a restaurant review in a while. No, I tell you what, <laughs> the waiters were attentive, but it was okay. <laughs> so we haven't done a restaurant review in a while. Have we? Oh, yeah, we've eaten places recently. You guys yeah, like we have. Chicago. We did. So yeah. ha- home meals. we should wish your darling girlfriend, Kelly, a happy, it'll be belated birthday by the time this airs. Her birthday is today as we record. Happy birthday, Kelly. On Tuesday. Happy birthday, Kelly. Not that you're listening. Um, I was the first one to text the group chat, so I feel like I should get extra points we, on this. I, I mean, I was definitely the first one to wish her happy birthday. So yeah. Allegedly. And, and I was with her I got the most of the weekend. So I got the receipts. Well, um and yeah james spent two days with her so i think he yeah i wish her many happy birthdays my present was my absence she's and you know what that's your ass it was was (laughs) better better than anything money could buy thank you card (laughs) but yeah we ate at what was that place called the first or second james the the second one joe's joe's stone crab which i didn't know they had crab in chicago um, it's a Miami establishment that's known for their, you guessed it, stone crab. <laughs> Steak burgers. And, yeah. And, um, and it was a delightful meal because on well, Saturday, it- so the day before we went, Kelly and I were having lunch and she was like, I really want to go back to Joe's stone crab. And I was like, well, next time we're in Miami, we'll go. And then the next day we happened to be across the street from one. So it was like, oh, let's see if they have a reservation. And sure enough, on Labor Day, not Memorial Day weekend, they had a reservation and we were able to get in and the four of us enjoyed a delicious dinner of stone crabs and key lime pie. It was all fantastic. And the waiter was not very talkative, though very efficient and informative. Uh, very so I think Alex had a tremendous, yeah, she was very helpful because they were running low on stone crabs. And so mm-hmm. she was like, if you want them, that, order them now. How does that happen? How does that well, happen? Because they're a seasonal. Yeah. Crab. They're very seasonal and we're getting to the end of the season and they, um, Harvest and it's Labor Day weekend, so they probably have a humanely, um, in a sense that they only throw back or they throw back the ones that haven't fully developed yet. Because I didn't know this, but stone crab claws regrow. So what they do is they pull the claws off and then throw them back into their little habitat, and then they regrow and they all have different sizes and everything. And so no one's actually killing stone crabs when we eat their claws, that which is very somehow exciting. feels worse. It's not. <laughs> It's it's like a lizard's tail, right? Like the the reason they grow back is because in nature, that's what they use to defend themselves. And so in in some sort of fight with a predator, right? It's it's, they're disposable. It just feels like the worst alien abduction story ever. It's just like, I just got picked up by these beans. They just tore off my hands and threw me back in here. Like that's they they have their hands and feet. It's just their little claws. I did their hand. Okay. I didn't realize their hands were separate than their claws. I don't know. Crabs freak me out. They're just ocean spiders, and I'm not here for it. You know, that's, that's I've never heard them described like that, but it's that's actually somewhat accurate. I don't I don't hate that depiction. Yeah. They're weird, but they are delicious. So thanks, Joe, for doing what you do. And uh mm. Alex for finding that place. And uh it was yeah, it was wonderful. So good food. Uh very appropriately amount of <laughs> 
conversation from the staff. Uh, but... <laughs> All right. Well, we found the secret uh, for Alex. Just don't talk to him much. Yeah. And with I... that in mind, I think we should wrap up today. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean fit. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.